Welcome once again to the Games in That Podcast, the show where we head back to the moon to help Eris fight back the darkness, even though she gave us celery that one time. I'm Andrew Fiak. And I hate raisins. I'm Brandon Carney. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's up? How's, How's it going, Brandon? Oh, wow. It's uh, it's going well. It's going well. Yeah. You know, uh, same stuff, different week. Mm-hmm. We're back again. We said we were going to do it, and we're doing it. We're talking about Destiny 2 Shadowkeep this week. Oh, yeah. We actually had a great opportunity to relive our glory days, and we played Destiny real late last night. Yeah, way past our bedtimes. Nice. Uh, nice. Yeah. Uh, that was... Yeah. It's for, always good to do that, but it's never good the, the morning after. No. It doesn't feel good these days. No, it does not. Uh, yeah, but... Destiny 2 Shadowkeep, man. So, I think I've gone on record a lot on this show uh, saying that I'm a huge Destiny 2 fan, so there probably is going to be some biases in this interview from my perspective because I'm... It's like a kid of mine. I'm going to love it regardless if it sucks or not. Um, And I guess why don't you let the people know at home, uh, what is your history with Destiny 2 and Destiny in general? So Destiny in general, um, I've been playing since, uh, I think I played the the alpha and the beta of Mm. D1 and uh, really enjoyed it. I was super, super into D1 whenever it came out. Um, At that time, I was living out of state. And I was by myself, so it was a really good way for me to keep social with everyone. Yeah. And um, I had a lot of free time where it was just me, so it was like the perfect time sync, and it just hit like right at the right time. Um, Put a ton of time into it up until about the time they rolled out with um, House of Wolves. Um, Mm -hmm. My group was kind of wishy-washy on the fact that it wasn't like an official raid. Yeah. And we were like just craving more of the raid stuff. <clears throat> but we ended up coming back to it um, whenever. Uh, what was the, ex- the name of the expansion with the works? Uh, the Taken King. Taken King. Yeah, we came back to it uh, around Taken King when it had like really revamped. <clears throat> excuse me. Revamped everything and uh, kind of amped up like the story, story elements. And when D2 came out, we were pretty jazzed with it. Um, we didn't kind of latch on to it as much as we did with destiny one uh because pretty much everybody in my group was um at a lot different places with their life and like career and stuff so you know not as much opportunity to sit there and like just you know try a raid for six eight hours something like that Mm -hmm. um though we did we did do callus um a couple times and I i very 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 much remember the first time we actually completed callous and we were super happy about it i remember the first time we did vault of glass um i remember trying crota a lot <laughs> yeah i think um i think we ended up we could pretty much get through all of it except for like that last battle and that was just like something wasn't clicking with us 
That's when raid cheesing was a was a really big thing when people were trying to pull. I remember sitting in a group with a fire team trying to have somebody pull their Ethernet cord out of their router to take their own network down and freeze Crota in a kneel so that you could just take his health down. Uh, all the way, and he never would stand back up, and that was like a big thing that they had to patch in, uh, yeah. in like the middle of the expansion. So another a big thing with that also with Crota specifically was that was like really whenever the kind of like culture of needing to have certain exotics in order to even get looked at for like uh. filling out like even just like if you had four people just getting those last two people as like randoms was like impossible like if you didn't have Gallahorn and n- somehow none of us got it none of us got mm-hmm. it until it was like a uh the, the exotic quest for it yeah when rise of iron yeah <clears throat> mm-hmm. so um we did we ended up getting carried through that last part like when we we were we were able to get consistently through every other phase, but we just like could not put Crota down on our own. Um, mm-hmm. But even though that was like really frustrating and like it, we, we felt more defeated than victorious, like it was still very memorable because there was just the amount of like communication and um, just like the camaraderie you build failing at something so many times is still worthwhile in itself. Um, right. So like it wasn't that that turned us off it like, cause we were completely stoked to have another raid um and just throw our faces at it and you know get destroyed by whatever crazy bosses they threw at you and uh whenever they didn't have that for house of wolves that was when a lot of us kind of fell off of it but most people came back um as far as destiny 2 goes um just with having uh, a different job than when i had uh destiny 1 and then having a kid Mm -hmm. on top of it um just not not really something that I was able to really dig into as much as I wanted. It felt pretty much like um, I would I like had to play X amount of time like every day in order to keep up with everybody else that had you know uh, less on their plate, and so that that kind of put me off of it for a while. But yeah. now with Shadowkeep and the way that they've kind of um, changed the different activities that you can use to, to get the good stuff, to get your gore gear high enough gore gear. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> your gear power score, level. your power level yeah. <clears throat> high yeah. enough, um, to do the, the end game stuff. You know, there's more variety mm-hmm. in how you get that stuff. Um, I don't feel like it's as much of a chore now and I can actually feel like I can do the stuff that I want to do instead of the stuff that I have to do. That's not necessarily fun. And is just like a straight grind. Um, so that's and pretty much just- where I'm at. We're running through all my questions I had for you. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> we'll, we'll take this as a trailer for your longer answers. <laughs> yes, yes, um, yeah. So you would would you say you probably fell off? Um, first of all, would you classify yourself as a more casual Destiny player, or would you say you're more of a fair weather Destiny player? Like I'm only here when to get. If there's nothing there, and it's kind of just. I'm grinding some quote unquote like useless stuff like my triumph scores and like pinnacle weapons and uh, stuff. I mean like when they did the the first couple of triumphs like I was very into that but it was that was like really when I realized like cuz there was like a physical like time crunch to get that stuff done in to get the t-shirt yeah. and everything. Mm-hmm. And that was whenever I really realized like mm, I don't have the time to put into this. Um <clears throat> yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't consider myself to be a Fairweather Destiny fan cuz like I I've is for as long as I've not played the game, 
Like I've stayed mm-hmm. subscribed to the Destiny of the Game subreddit and just kind of like I, it's been on on my radar, like in the periphery. Um, and then from time to time, like it'll come back into focus whenever the new stuff comes around. So I've always always been interested in it and I've always like kept up on it. Maybe not as much yeah. as someone that's playing it actively, but I at least had like an idea of what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but the big changes with this last update, that's really what pulled me back in and based mm-hmm. on you know what we've played over the past week, uh, I don't regret that at all. It was, you know, money well spent yeah. to come, come back to something that feels more like the, the, the game that I fell in love with you know, what five years ago now. Yeah. So did you, I don't actually know, did you hop into any of the recent seasons that happened post Forsaken? So instead of rolling out new DLCs like they have in the past, they did um, three different seasons. They did one that was more, that was the Black Armory, which was more forging weapon focused. Then they did one that was Gambit Prime and Reckoning focused. Uh, and then they did one that uh, just recently was um, the Menagerie and Emperor Callus and the Tribute Hall and all that stuff, the season of opulence. Um, did you play any of those or did you kind of fall off at the end of Forsaken? Um, I pretty much made it through the end of Forsaken. And then I think I played like maybe two weeks into that first season. Mm-hmm. And by that point, everyone from like the group that I had played with before regularly, they were like, so far beyond me that like anytime like I would hop on and like try to get them to play with me it it didn't feel like they were playing to have fun it felt like they were like I was the little brother and they were the big brother just like all right, come on like let's go do this and then we'll get you this and that and then um, maybe we can do this Uh, your your power level is going to be kind of low so you might not really have all that much fun um, yeah, whatever. Just, just come along. Like, it's fine. Like we'll carry you, blah, blah. Yeah, we'll and carry it, like, you here and do this I, and that. I, I got to the point where like, I felt like I was a burden to the group and I was just like, well, you know, that made it not fun for me. And I just, as an adult, I've reached that point in my life where I'm like, well, if I'm not having fun with this, I'm just not going to play it. And that's pretty much where I dropped off. <laughs> so then, so that actually leads nicely into my first question I have for you. So We've established you're somebody who has typically walked away from Destiny during major content droughts. Yeah. Where it's not really a lot going on. Maybe there's some stuff there, but it's not palpable enough for you to want to come in and there's not enough people that you know playing with you. And, I would you know, say it's, it's more of like a social thing for me, not having people to play with. Like it's definitely like for the amount of time that I have to put in, I do not burn through the amount of stuff that I would say like most of the people that I used to play with frequently did. Like they would get through stuff very quickly. Like if they if it took them a week mm-hmm. to burn through everything, like it would take me maybe like three or four weeks to burn through all of it. So, um, me personally, there was not a content drought for me, but the people that I played with, they were kind of experiencing that, and they weren't really doing anything new when they would play with me, even though I was seeing stuff for, for with fresh eyes, and they just like really did not care that much. Right. So, okay. So with with that said. What was it that brought you back specifically to Shadowkeep and why? Um, I think the the idea first of, of going back to the moon, which was like one of my favorite areas from Destiny 1, was very yeah. appealing to me. Um, I always liked Eris. I thought she was a really cool character and her coming back as well uh, was pretty neat. And then just the familiarity of dealing with the Hive because that is like uh, what two of the three major raids uh, in destiny right. one were all, 
you know, hive base. So there's that kind of built in knowledge about like the hive lore and, you know, they're like worm gods and, and all that stuff. So it was, it was kind of familiar territory, which was like the first initial hook. And then <clears throat> once they split from Activision, it was kind of like, Oh, well, I'm really interested now because they're probably going to take this in a different direction than what they had previously. And then that turned out to be true with how they're doing sort of like the season pass where it kind of operates under that same, like Fortnite, PUBG, you know, those type of battle passes where you get, you know, you gain levels throughout the season and then you gain uh, rewards as you hit those milestones. And uh, a lot of those milestones, like what you're seeing in there, it's like stuff that, you know, you would normally have to grind out just, like specifically like trying to get one thing. Um, but by just playing the game, you can get some of these other drops that um, kind of make it feel less like you're having that fear of missing out FOMO. And um, I don't know, it just it, a lot of the, just the generalities, the broad strokes of the things that they were describing as being different in this update seemed like they were playing a lot more to someone like me who doesn't have, you know, hours and hours and hours every week to just sit down and do nothing but play destiny, even though I want to sit down and play destiny. Um, and then the way that they were saying, instead of doing, um, you know, like even like the smaller content drops, they've been doing how they want to do more of these like world changing events that as players like unlock things or certain like milestones are hit, um, you know, something in the game space changes dramatically, like with the Vex in, in shadow form mm-hmm. or, Try to fall shot to keep. Um, yep. So that that also kind of brought me in, but I think the big part about it was just kind of like the like, sort of quality of life stuff for someone like me to the point where it almost felt like they were like, hmm, what would Brandon want in <laughs> Destiny? What would really just kind of bring him back into this? And yeah. so they're really speaking my language on that, and that that brought me back in pretty quickly. Right. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think you said it well. I think some people I've read online that a lot of people are disappointed in the time gating stuff where things, everything isn't just available to you right away during the beginning of a season or beginning of an expansion. Bungie's done a really good job of every week, something new, some new major plot point advances and something happens. They introduce some new mode, some new tier of mode, some new map, some new event, something happens. um, And they give that to you week after week. So if it's not, the Iron Banner, maybe it's a new exotic quest. If it's not a new exotic quest or Iron Banner, maybe it's a maybe it's the Vex Offensive, and maybe the the following week the heroic mode of that mode. Yeah. So it, they're 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 giving you content over time, but they're also holding back on some of the things that I guess people feel should be all there up front with the loophole. But then people grind everything out within a week, and then there's nothing left to do for the rest of the season, and they just have to wait for everybody everybody else to catch up with them and be able to raid and LFG and all that stuff. Right. Um, um, I don't know. I, I've this is just 100 specific to me and my situation mm-hmm. is I feel like I would rather have them give me a glass at a time instead of just saying, here's the whole gallon and then trying to chug the gallon while everybody else around me has already finished it. Right. And you, but you, so you don't feel on the flip side that there's a sense of FOMO where if you happen to not play for one week and you maybe like you didn't play Vex offensive one week and then the next week, everybody's playing the heroic mode of that. But you're like, I haven't even done the regular mode of that. Not saying that there's other guardians that aren't like you that are Mm -hmm. also doing that for the first, for the first time. But do you feel like 
there's still that sense of catching up if you fall off for a week? Or do you think that they've done a good enough job of it's not too much content at once? I can easily stomach it. And if I build up a backlog of things I haven't done, as long as I'm getting in there within the season, I feel like I can kind of wrap my head around some of those things. Yeah, I, th- I think I would rather be in a position where I felt like I missed out on something, but I'm I, then, versus feeling like I can still get it, but I'm so far behind the curve with everybody else. Um, mm-hmm. I th- think that's more important for me to feel like I have something to do that is relevant than have some having something to do that is something that people have burned through like a week or two ago. Right. Yeah, makes sense. Um, so for you, since I think anyone who has listened has heard you talk about destiny numerous times over the past, you know, at length, yes. like 35, 40 episodes. Um, <laughs> Guilty. <clears throat> so for you, someone that you pretty much play, I would say like the full time, not full time, but like, um, you don't, you don't drop off nearly as often as like I would, I would, you stick with it. No, I'd, consistently. I'd say I've, I've pretty much played every major content, and season that they've had i i also skipped out on the house of wolves back in d1 um but that it didn't seem like we really missed much there it was just prison of elders and stuff like that right um with destiny 2 i fell off significantly at the end of vanilla destiny 1 right before forsaken because there really was nothing to do yeah um, it was grinding for the same weapons that all had same static roles um and there was nothing really special about the experience and Mm -hmm. it just I was trying to defend something that wasn't wasn't really that good at the time. Uh, and then Forsaken changed a lot of things, and I started playing much more religiously. Um, I did all of the raids uh, past that point, and then I kind of dropped off at the end of the seasons, these recent seasons, the season of the Forge, season of the Drifter, and then season of Opulence. I kind of fell off because there was no major story beats that were happening they were moving things along that they had teased and forsaken but it was Mm -hmm. much more of a over the weeks type thing and um that's when a lot of my friends fell off uh a lot of the friends i used to play with fell off and we we maybe had one or two dedicated people at any time that were on there and it kept to be more of more of a pain to lfg for new people Mm -hmm. and you know, when you want to do the end game and the pinnacle stuff, it was harder to get into it. So I kind of fell off there. Um, but yeah, I'd say since Shadowkeep has come out, I've probably played at least two or three hours every day, yeah. at least. So what what is it about Destiny just in general that sinks its hooks into you and it keeps you coming back for those, you know, two, three hours every day? Oh, man, there's a lot. Uh, for me personally, I think this is one of the best controlling feeling first person shooters out there mm-hmm. um all the guns feel like viable solutions in a given scenario yeah. for any game mode granted there's some that are better to use otherwise otherwise but for the most part i'm starting to seriously consider everything that drops in my lap and i i find that fun um i think all the guns and weapons feel really good to use i think we talked about that whole like they don't just look and sound good they that you the 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 feedback you get from like launching on an auto rifle versus a sniper rifle they're two completely different guns with completely different feelings to make you feel different types of powerful um i think they capture that really well in that sci-fi um fantasy aesthetic um that they do so well and i think with 
this expansion specifically, I think, with the story that's happening with Eris and her fallen fire team and um, what's being they've been teasing since vanilla destiny one uh with the darkness and the pyramid ships Mm -hmm. um that's all being explored more in this so just lore wise there's so much more uh that's here that's palpable and it's 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 thick there's you can cut it with a knife it's it's really good here there's a lot of lore and story in this one yeah i think there's Um, a lot more callbacks to destiny one as well yeah in shadow keep compared to vanilla destiny 2 um which for me um I think that was like my biggest gripe story-wise with Destiny 2 was like it almost felt too disconnected from everything and I don't know if that was story specifically or just because of the fact like you you lose all your stuff in the uh beginning there with the attack on the tower um but yeah. it seems like there's more connective tissue between um Shadow Keep and Destiny 1 and I just have so much love for Destiny 1 that that's really pulled me back in yeah no i agree um uh definitely really good story this time around i really like that the i think we were talking yesterday about the tone of the expansion there was a lot of humor and quips and stuff in the in the forsaken expansions and even in the red war um i think Cade was always used as kind of comic relief but I mean, this time around, it seems much more serious. Yeah. There hasn't been a single joke or funny comment or laugh out loud moment. It's all been pretty dark and gloomy. And, uh, you know, I, I I really appreciate the shift in tone because with them separating themselves from Activision and then being Bungie, um, I think we're really starting to see what the future is going to hold and kind of the this is their way of saying that, like this is our best foot forward for now. They're, going to be more to come after this and it makes me excited for that yeah that's Um, actually a perfect segue into my next question for you oh okay um so new light which is basically the now free-to-play version of destiny that includes the base game of destiny 2 um the osiris content and the warmind content right Mm -hmm. yeah the first first like the year all the year one stuff basically yeah and then some of the items that came in Forsaken, like Menagerie is part of it, and there's some other things. Um, so yep. with that, and then, you know, obviously like the big update that came along with Shadowkeep, um, what do you think is the most significant change that has come with New Light, Shadowkeep, and just the all of the, the new stuff with Destiny? Well, with New Light specifically, obviously the whole free-to-play element is a big thing to consider because making the game free-to-play means you've, opened up your player base to an infinite amount, an infinite amount of people who want to enter um, if they want to play the newest, latest, greatest shadow keep, obviously paying to play with everybody else. But um, you can now download it for free on Steam, have all that stuff for free. And I think it's great for the community because it only increases the player base more and brings more eyes to Destiny, maybe a game that people have been reluctant to try. Um, and I'm all for getting more people on board because then it just becomes easier to match making content, find people to do the pinnacle stuff with who get serious about it. Yeah. Um, so I'm all for the new players and stuff. Though I have heard that the new light experience um, isn't that great. I've heard that... Um, it's very confusing where you need to start, who you get quests from. It's not as driven as the Red War uh, campaign of Vanilla D2 was. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I feel bad for those people coming in who are kind of maybe pulling other people in that have been reluctant to try Destiny, and that's right. their first impression of it. Um, 
that's definitely not going to get them to spend the dollars you want on Shadow Keep yeah. and future expansions. It's so kind of a damned I feel, if you do, damned if you don't type situation. Yeah, I feel kind of bad, but at the same time, if you're hopping into Destiny, just hop into the latest stuff. I don't yeah. think you need all the context of the other stuff. Yeah, do do the I new really stuff don't. and then go back to the old stuff. You know, whenever you have the time. Yeah, because as we've seen, a lot of the stuff in Shadowkeep is being repurposed. All the blue items from Forsaken or the drops that you get before you start getting to the pinnacle power gear. Um, So there's a lot that's being reused here, and probably rightfully so. I mean, with the separation from a company as big as Activision, you got to think that they were relying heavily on some of those resources for assets and management and new content and things. Um, Probably a lot of empty suits making decisions on what Mm -hmm. type of guns you can have and what type of modes are going to be used and what your marketing strategies are going to be. So this is really their first time doing this by themselves. And um, I think they've done a great job, but you can also see a lot of the Band-Aids and and temporary patches that they've put in there to kind of fill the void of not having the time to put into it that they'd want to. Um, But I think they they made a really good choice in bringing up a lot of the one stuff um, and making that part of the Armor 2.0 rollout and all those things Mm -hmm. so that the pool's bigger there's more to grab from and doing an older activity like the old leviathan raid isn't necessarily uh frowned upon anymore because you can get gear that rolls up to the current power levels so unlike before where they would cap at whatever the max power of that year or season was yeah um yeah so and time between when Shadow Keep launched and when Forsaken first launched, roughly a year apart. Mm-hmm. Um, what improvements or quality of life changes that you mentioned before have you noticed that you would use in a recommendation to someone who may have been a little reluctant to get back into Destiny or try it for the first time? Um, and what do you think still needs work or improved upon? Um, <clears throat> I think the. Armor 2.0 is like a big step in the right direction. Um, it seems like the idea there is to give you more utility regardless of what class you play so that you can kind of fill in, um, you know, more roles than just like, you know, the ones that are very directly tied into whether you're a Titan, a Hunter or a Warlock. Um, so it's nice for that in that someone like me, I only have time or the desire really to play as one character um in destiny one i had one of each that i basically would rotate through because we would run the raid like at least three different times so everyone could do each other three characters um but now you know i'll do it once and that's good enough for me so it's nice to have that armor 2.0 because you can you know kind of fill in the gaps so to speak Um, not only that but to just to add to that i think it's great that with the mods, you no longer have to acquire a mod, put it on your gear, and then, you know, that's the one mod that you have. Now, if you have a mod, it's unlocked forever, and you can just apply it to whatever gear you want as many times as you want, yeah. as long as you have it unlocked. I think right. that's more... It, they, they've changed the reward system of the things you're earning are yours to keep, and I, I hated the whole shader thing from Destiny 2 Vanilla, where... Yeah, that was going to be my next thing you, I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> no, go ahead. Sorry. Um So in Vanilla Destiny 2, like you would get your shaders and you could have stacks of them. And there's literally a a whole page in your inventory that's just for your shaders that can be applied to any of your gear, including weapons. Uh, But once you burn through all of them, then now you can't match. 
So it became an issue of like, okay, I have to find the exact gear that I want before I apply the shader. And, you know, you might be sitting on that shader for a long time because you don't want to, you know, burn it on something that's going to get replaced. Mm -hmm. Um, But now with the uh, collections, you can go into your collections and you can reacquire any shader that you've already had um, just for, you know, the price of glimmer and some legendary shards, which, um, you know, that you come by that stuff pretty easily especially now with the um the season pass you get that as part of your level up for the season so you're you're always getting an influx of those items so you don't feel like you have to wait um although i mean i still probably will um but it's it's not nearly as bad as it was before especially whenever you look at destiny one where you got a shader and you had it forever and you could just put on as much stuff as you wanted you could swap it between characters even and use it there as well um so that was another big one for me. Um, uh, I guess the the idea of cross save is has been huge for me because I transferred everything from PS4 to PC. As um, did I. So I don't know if it necessarily constitutes a quality of life change. So I'd say that's a quality of life change for sure. You're going from a game that's locked at 30 on consoles that yeah. has a lot of load times and menus and it's... right seems to have a lot more performance hiccups than the PC yeah. version does. Basically PC everything version. that the PC offers over the console versions is like huge for me. Um, huge. Going into your inventory, like you can go into your inventory, it will load in a second. You can make your changes and you can hop back out and you know, you could do that hiding behind some cover in the middle of a battle if you really need to in mm-hmm. the console versions, That's like basically unheard of. Like it takes a significant period of time for your menu to come up and chances are you're going to get like severely injured, if not just killed um, if you're dicking around in menus. So um, that's huge. Um, Like you said, the constant frame rate, you know, you can get at least it's super well optimized. Let's get that straight. Um, Yeah. You know, very, I don't think in everything that we did last night and there was like a lot of instances where there was just stuff, all over the screen like i don't think i ever dropped below 60 frames and it, it's not a bad looking game by any stretch no uh, i've played games that have looked worse where i've gotten way way less consistent frame rate and uh just even lower frame rates in, in general than mm-hmm. i do on this game um so that's nice um things like being able to change the color of your crosshair so that it's not just the white crosshair you can make it neon green like i do um you have a field of view adjustment so you can see a little bit more and kind of get, you know, a different perspective. It just feels better. Um, control wise. I mean, just comes back to the classic mouse and keyboard versus, um, a controller. And I think that really comes down to what you're comfortable with. And, you know, in the last year, I've been year and a half, I've been playing a lot more stuff on PC. So I've kind of keyed back into the mouse and keyboard scheme of things. And it just feels really good to control these weapons with a mouse, um, hand cannons, like mechanically operate completely differently on uh, PC than they do on console. And like the whole meta game of like what weapons are good and what ones aren't is totally different between the two. And that is a point that cannot be understated enough. Like All of it those. is, there are fundamental mechanical differences between yeah. the PC version of this game and the console version of this game. Just like you mentioned, hand cannon, like the bloom from hand cannons in general, it's nearly impossible to fire half the guns, yeah. half the hand cannons on console. Whereas 
every hand cannon I've picked up on PC feels like a totally viable weapon to use. Yeah, it, it feels much more like a game that was designed on PC first and then ported to a console, to be perfectly honest. Uh, yeah, I would agree with that. So I have no that, idea if that's true or not, but <laughs> it's, it's, how it feels. Knows. It, it's how it feels. Yeah. Um, but I think everything just on the whole control wise, options wise, and just the fluidity of it on PC just feels so much better. Um, don't get me wrong though. I had great time playing it on console. It's just the, again, it's quality of life stuff. It's not like, I wouldn't say it's make or break at all. Um, it just, it makes the experience feel that much better. And for me, that was worthwhile. Mm-hmm. For sure. I agree with you. Um, we kind of already touched upon this. We didn't really, I didn't really get your thoughts on it. Um, as far as how they roll out content now, where it's more of the slow drip instead of everything up front. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about that? Do you, th- do you think that that's the best way for them to do it? Or, you know, do you prefer having everything all at once? It's like a good cup of coffee. You can easily make a, a Keurig or a K cup with you know single cup of coffee if you want and it's there instantly but if you take the time with some good beans and hot water and you just let it do the slow drip thing you're eventually going to have like the best cup of coffee you can have yeah but i think that's an app comparison to what we're getting with destiny now like yeah they could give you everything at once but giving you more things to prepare for and look forward to and in a really well thought out chronological order order of operations so to speak of you have to do a b and c before you do xyz that way my biggest complaint with destiny especially at the end of the forsaken life cycle with all three seasons that we previously mentioned also uh going on there was just too much to do there was so much to do every week there were 30 different things you could do for powerful drops per character. Yeah. It's, it, it was just insane. There were things you just had to skip. Like I just stopped doing nightfalls and story missions at, at some point. Cause I was like, I, can't, I just can't, it's that's right. 35, 40 minutes of more that. And I can't do that. Right. Um, I like what they did here was dialing it back and giving us less, chances for powerful rewards but they tell you what you're getting is in terms of the powerful rewards so you know which one's a tier one tier two tier three and what's pinnacle gear and what you can work towards so you can prioritize it as such but right now it seems like they've dialed it back but as the season continues and they add more stuff there's just going to continue to be more stuff like when they added the vex offensive Mm -hmm. there were multiple weekly things and and there was a whole quest that you needed to do in order to even do the thing in the first place um and i like that and i like that it gives you the thing to prioritize that week like okay this week i'm going to focus on just getting through the campaign next week i'm going to do the vex offensive the following week i'm going to do the exotic quest and the raid and then the like that's how i like to think about it i like to think about it of what's my big overarching goal going to be for my character or my characters um and i think that helps me kind of wrap my head around it and feel on par with everybody else who streams it for a living or is much more hardcore than i am yeah no i completely agree with that i think the not having to worry about everything and getting it done as quickly as possible is it makes the most sense and i think from also from a design standpoint um you know if they're giving you everything all at once that means everything is done all at once. So yeah. uh, with the the slower drip, so to speak, um, I think they can address issues that have been, you know, uncovered just by having, you know, more people playing the game than just the testers. 
Um, mm-hmm. So I think that it makes the game more dynamic and it makes them able to be more responsive to the player's wants and needs, which I think ultimately is mm-hmm. going to be good for the longevity of the game. So I, I, I agree with you in your stance on the slow drip versus all at once. Yeah, and I think that we would be remiss to not mention the the battle pass that they introduce. This is the first mm-hmm. time Destiny's done a battle pass like system. The way that it works is just like any other battle passes. There's uh, if you're playing just the content and you haven't bought the battle pass, there are tiers of rewards for you all the way from level zero to a hundred during a season or during the uh, longevity of the expansion um, that you can unlock rewards. But if you buy the battle pass on top of that, you mm-hmm. basically double triple quadruple your rewards now you're getting them every single step of the way rather than like every five level 10 levels etc um i think it's helped a lot with combating the fomo so that the big thing that they always want to address is to make sure that you always have something towards if it's not your weekly powerfuls it's the raid if it's not the raid and your weekly powerfuls then it's your your battle pass if it's not that it's your triumphs if it's not that it's your collections they've given you the numbers they've given you the 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 mass inventory and they've said make the make the game that you want to make play it the way that you want to play it and regardless what happens the guy who is streaming is getting all of these different but the guy who's also logging in and only playing for an hour to five hours a week because he's got a kid at home or he's got a nine to five job, he's able to also he's all, he's all, he's able to also get those right. and feel like he's progressing towards something. Yeah. How have you felt about the battle pass being somebody who's come back and all and have proclaimed in the past to be uh, a, a large um, a, a, somebody who dislikes the idea of FOMO and missing out on those things and not being able to thus do things with other people in the game. What I like knowing that if I put in a certain amount of time to get to a certain level within that season pass that I'm going to get something and I have a pretty good idea of what it is. Like, even if it's just knowing that like, all right, if I go five more levels here, like I'm getting an engram, um, right. That's super nice. And then just even like the materials and like the glimmer, and like the little stuff along the way that's not as significant. Um, it still makes me feel like I'm accomplishing something instead of just straight up grinding just to get to some nebulous thing that I need to keep up with the rest of the group. So um, I think they've succeeded in catering to both of those audiences, the people that want to sit down and like play it for a living and get as much as they can out of it in the shortest amount of time possible. They can absolutely do that. But the people like me who want to take it a little bit slower, they also have the capability to do that. But instead of uh, feeling like they are missing out on stuff, uh, to me, I haven't felt like I've missed out on a lot. So I'm so glad you said that that way. So this week, so Shadowkeep launched last Tuesday, mm-hmm. not not this past Tuesday, but October 3rd yeah. is when it launched. Um, how much time did you play? You can even check your Steam if you want to. I say, I'll pull me. my Steam up right now. Yeah. How, how much did you play from launch until today? Um, I don't know if this is completely accurate. It seems because super It low. is be- because Destiny 2 uh, only launched on Steam that day, so you would have only been playing Shadowkeep. Yeah, well, I mean, it seems suspiciously low for the amount of stuff I felt like I did. So, I mean, I guess oh, that's, really? that speaks to, um, you know, <laughs> how much I actually did in that short span of time. But I only have five hours clocked in right now. Huh. And I'm like 
pretty, I'm not too far off from where I need to be. Like, like I feel like I'm in a good spot to get to the ray, like in a comfortable speed. Or well, comfortable this was my, so this is my follow up question. So you played about five, you played five hours this mm-hmm. week, mm-hmm. this des- let's call it a destiny week, Tuesday to Tuesday, sure, reset yeah. to reset. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel that your time was adequately rewarded for what you put it, put into it? I feel like I was rewarded more than adequately. Ah, please do tell. I just in general, like I don't, I feel like for the time that I put in, uh, for we'll put it this way for what I got, I felt like I played, had to have played more than what steam is telling me that I played. It feels like it, right? It f- definitely feels like I, for what I got, I, I feel like I sh- it should be probably double um, yeah. what it actually says. They've been showering you in some powerful stuff, right? They sure have. They sure yeah, have. You get, I I'll mean, tell you what, During the main quest, you get a full set of legendary armor that's like pretty legit. And we, uh, dude, Plus we the mentioned season this. season pass stuff. And I know we've mentioned this before, but I think it's such a great idea that I know that they were they had a severe lack of content in what they could bring over and what they could have that was net new. But they did put time into new armor sets. And one of them was a legendary armor set, which is the Dream Bame armor, which is what you need to progress through the campaign. Mm-hmm. And you need to actually make a full set and wear the full set and do a specific story mission to progress through that campaign, that, that story mission. I love that you you have to get every piece of gear and you have to wear it all that way. Nobody's complaining about, oh, I, I've been grinding this forever and I never got the helmet or I, I never had the, the full set. It took so long. And when Forsaken launched, they had um, seasonal quests that required you to wear full sets of gear playing the activity that you get the set of gear for. So full set of Gambit gear, play a game of Gambit and you would get a powerful reward. Same thing mm-hmm. for Crucible and Vanguard Strikes, etc. I l- had such a hard time doing those because I would forget about them because I would never accumulate the full set it would it took me so long to get like the class item to drop for something or something else so i like that they tied these to specific quests as specific words as part of the campaign Mm -hmm. they were not totally unreasonable to grind out you could have easily done you know kill 100 of this on the moon do 50 of these do 10 of those give me five of that and here you go um i really appreciated that because it makes the yeah, it makes the armor feel legendary. It makes it, it gives it some lore. It gives it some purpose. It gives it, uh, it's not just another purple set. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's, it, it feels a little bit more important than all the other stuff. I appreciate that they did that. Yeah. Agreed, for sure. Yeah. Um, so, with New Light being that now we have this free to play, even if it's an imperfect experience, um, we're getting arguably like the largest influx of new players that the game has ever had. Also, I do want to know what your hours played are. No, um, that's okay. <laughs> in the chat, Emily was asking how many hours Andrew has, and he said it was it's, irrelevant. But I, I would disagree. It's totally, it's totally irrelevant. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, we're coming back. Um, <laughs> yeah, why don't, you give, why don't you give us the answer to that one first here, Andrew? My answer the is... The people want to know. 50 hour destiny to shadow keep. Wow. It's roughly like five hours a day. I mean, for some, for someone who doesn't have a kid, 
that makes perfect sense. Like if, if yeah, I didn't have a kid, if I didn't have a kid, I probably would yeah. have be right up there with like the same amount of time. But I have well, two, I'm so. also like really pouring my time in now because once our kid comes, <laughs> it's I'm just, it's just gonna be a abrupt stop right. in my you, grind. You know, you know what's <laughs> happening. No. Right. No. So I might as well over prepare for yeah. no. The that's future. that's smart. That's smart. Um, Thank you for justifying my problems <laughs> and addictions. Uh, there could be worse things. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, nobody got hurt. I just played a lot of Destiny. Yeah, you know, nobody wound up in a bathtub with a scar over top of their kidney, so it's it's cool. Yeah, it's all good that I know of. Uh, I don't know I what don't, you have in your house. I don't know. <laughs> um, so for these new players coming in, uh, just playing the free to play New Light Base Edition, uh, or people just in general that have not played Destiny Two at all, um, what is your the best advice that you could give someone? new to destiny um as someone who is very well versed in in all things destiny my biggest recommendation would be find one or two other people that are as serious or dedicated to it as you are find like-minded people to play with um that's going to make a big big difference because a lot of the best stuff in destiny requires at least three people in a party together um i think aside from that if you're kind of alone um, I would recommend looking for a clan. There's a lot of good resources out there. There's a lot of Discord servers. Um, Bungie themselves have their own LFG service as part of their companion app for Destiny 2. Mm-hmm. Um, there's uh, DestinyLFG.net. There's the Discord Destiny LFG server. Bungie just started their own Discord server for the same purpose. There's a lot of resources out there is what I'm saying. Uh, and I would highly recommend trying to get yourself with some like-minded people. That's typically how the clans work. They present themselves as this is what we are. This is what we do. Some clans might be PVP dedicated and they're like, we only play competitive and we want serious competitive players. And other people are like, we're just casual dudes who like to try to raid, but we like to go in blind. So we don't like to know anything. So we're looking for people who also like to play that way. Um, I would do that because destiny is all about the social experience. You can only play by yourself for so long before you're like, I really just want to hop in and, and do these things with these other people. They have added matchmaking to a lot of the pinnacle stuff. Like nightfalls now have matchmaking. It used to be, you had to have a fire team of three to do it on your own. Uh, raids still require you to have fire teams. Although I'm not sure if they're still going forward with those, um, guided games within the game themselves, which is where you used to get to queue up for a raid. I still think that's in beta. I think it is. They'd have like Sherpas join one queue and then uh, newbies join another and then they try to pair them as such, um, which I thought was a really cool idea. And people have some really great success stories um, on the Destiny subreddit too about um, finding some good groups and good Sherpas to help them out and vice versa. Uh, But my my recommendation, if you're just going to look play, play the way you want to play it. At the end of the day, there's going to be billions and billions and billions of YouTube videos out there. Billions and billions. Uh, And all the thumbnails are going to be phony baloney BS of like, look at this exotic gun I got. Oh, look at all the stuff that got announced. Oh, look at this is the best gun. This is the pinnacle weapon. This is going to wreck and crucible. This is going to this game's broken. (laughs) Look at this gun. Look at how I made this gun broken. Just play with whatever you want. If you want to of of very uh, i don't want to say toxic but like just opinionated opinions out there about what's good and what sucks yeah and i mean it's definitely it it behooves you to 
play for the the pieces of armor and the weapons that play into your playstyle. For instance, I really like to play with hand cannons. So I really like hand cannons that have fast reloads and also have some type of damage boost to them, like kill clip or uh, something like Rampage, where the more that I'm killing, the more damage I'm inevitably doing so that I can keep killing reload faster rinse and repeat and i it makes me feel like a badass so that's what i look for when i get a hand cannon that has an outlaw roll on it or rampage or a kill clip i give it a shot um find your play style if you like sniping play snipers if you like shotguns play shotguns if you want to punch stuff in the face and rush in play as a titan if you want to hang back and snipe some stuff play as a hunter like just, you know, don't worry about the meta guns because a lot of the pinnacle weapons are stuff that you're most likely never going to see if you're playing as a casual fair weather player. Even things like the competitive guns. Like right now, I would say the two pinnacle weapons that people want are the mountaintop, which is a primary grenade launcher, mm-hmm. and the recluse, which is a, a an, an energy submachine gun. Uh, those two guns almost every single team that was trying to do the world's first uh, raid this past weekend, the garden of salvation, everybody at least had one of those weapons equipped because they are just that damn good. Yeah. You will probably never see those. And that's not a challenge. I'm not saying it's because you suck at the game. It's just hours and hours and hours of really high level pinnacle grinding and it's not easy and don't worry about it that's fine there's other guns in the game there's tons of them you will find your the ones that work for you if people are telling you you can't join their group because you don't have the guns that they want you to have tell them to piss off and go join another group probably not a group that you want to be in probably not a group you want to be with well said um yeah find the like-minded people like you and play the way you want to play those are my two recommendations nice solid solid rec yeah um i pretty much answered all my questions i do want to know i i think i think the only reason why people don't get back into destiny i really think it's not even an entry level thing i really think it is fomo i think fomo is the big thing that turns people away from destiny yeah um i mean you yourself have said FOMO is a big reason why you drop off frequently. Mm-hmm. Have you felt that way at all yet? I know you kind of said you haven't, but I kind of wanted to see if you'd elaborate more on that. What? Because there is a lot that's going on. I, for one, have power leveled past you, but it doesn't matter. I've, so I feel like even if I do miss out on stuff, the way that they have been rewarding me and like just giving me other items i feel like for everything that i would miss out on there's something equal to or better than that that's just around the bend so Mm -hmm. it might just be slightly different than something like a different motif like you know if i miss some cool vex gun now like there's probably going to be something very similar to it again um you know down the road with you know the next season or something like that so um maybe a little bit of like immediate FOMO but I I know that if I keep playing that something will come along or I get the feeling that something will come along that'll kind of fill that void at some point so um, whereas previously it was like you know if you wanted to get the Galahorn you had to play a ton of Destiny and you had to do certain activities and a lot of mm-hmm. those you could only do them so many times a week and um, just kind of restricted the way that you could like really choose to play the game um, so I think the variety for that and then just how they're rolling out content more slowly, 
Um, it keeps me from worrying about having to get something because I do feel like that there, if whatever I miss out on, something else is is going to take its place down the line. Yeah. Actually, out of curiosity, do you, as a as the more casual of a Destiny player, what recommendations do you have to people on how they should utilize their time or prioritize their time when they're actually playing the game? Follow what you find fun. I think that's the, the best advice I could give somebody playing this game. Follow what you find fun. Don't worry about what people say you should have or say that you should do activity-wise. If it's not fun for you, don't do it. Um, and I think if you go with Andrew's advice and you find people that are like-minded, um, I think the the social aspect of it will, even if you decide you want to pursue those things that other people are suggesting, it'll keep them from getting stale. But I think above all, do what you think is fun. If it's not fun anymore, you know, come back later. It's it's this is a game that's been around for five years. I don't think it's going anywhere anytime it's soon. It's not going anywhere. <laughs> um, no. So if you decide to take a season or two off, um, you know, come back later because the stuff that you get in that new season that's going to be dropping, it's going to be dropping at a higher level than whatever you're at currently. Um, they always do a really good job of getting you back into the swing of things because they know that there are people that do not stick with it the whole time that come in and out of the game. So do what's fun. When it stops being fun, then go back to enjoying whatever else that is that you enjoy. Yeah. And if you have friends that play on one platform, but you want to switch to another because of the cross save stuff, but you want to still play where your friends are, I'd tell you to hang on for a little bit because I think cross play is going to be coming. I think that is not going to be plans. tomorrow. Yeah, it, it's definitely not going to be tomorrow, but I think it'll be here in the next four to five months. Yeah. For sure. I think that'll probably be the next like milestone update is mm-hmm. going to have cross play on it. Yep. I agree with that. Um, just in general, Brandon, I'd love to know what, um, what's been your favorite part of the expansion so far? Um, just kind of going back to those old areas on the moon from destiny one that are yeah. like familiar, but they're also like shades of themselves in, you know, different ways. Like, things are more broken up or there's like a new route to get to a place that you've been to, you know, a hundred thousand times. Um, so a lot of this stuff that could feel very the samey, um, they've done a very good job of making it feel familiar, but still new and, and refreshing. So, um, revisiting those old familiar areas. It's, it's nice. I like it. Yeah. It feels like you're putting on a pair of sweatpants that you forgot were in the back of your closet. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, what about you? What do you, what's stuck out to you the most that you've enjoyed? Oh man. Um, I've really enjoyed, uh, the story and what they're teasing. I, that, that, that stuff gets me really excited. I really like Eris character. Uh, I really like how they explore her more and more and we're getting much more into the torment and regret that she lives with, with uh, her failed fire team and all the things that happened. Um, All the things with like Tolan on the moon and how like his essence has separated from his being and Mm -hmm. why he's stuck in the taken plane and you know, all that stuff. I think how the darkness is manipulating us what their viewpoint is. And I think uh, what this is all coming to a bold prediction here is that we're going to get into much more split faction stuff in the future, choosing your sides. Oh, oh, I'm a Vanguard guardian. Oh, well, I'm a, a a rogue, a rogue light guardian or, (laughs) Oh, I'm a darkness guardian. Like, I think we're going to get to a point where guardian. 
Yeah, it's going to get much more MMO from here on out. It's, I think it's going to be a little... To pick your alliance or horde type thing. What I had to do was make it... What's that? So you have to pick like whether you're an alliance or horde type thing. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I think that'd be cool. I think that'd be really cool. I think it'd be really cool. Um, and I think it'd be cool if like we had different towers. We started on different parts of the map and like... Um, like there's pros and cons to both, you know, you're, you have these things available to you, but they have those things available to them. Yeah. Um, there's no way to get both. You kind of have to choose one or create a character that feels the other way and is with that faction or something. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's what we're getting to. I think it's going to be much less, uh, because well, what I was saying before was when Activision was still around, I think they really tried to dumb down all of the MMORPG-ness that Destiny 1 had gotten to at the end of its life cycle. Yeah. And they really dumbed it down to make the point of entry palpable to everybody. And they wanted to make it a competitive esports game with the PvP stuff, but it's really hard to have a looter shooter and do that because that's why all the guns were fixed static rolls at first and then once yeah. they changed that that was kind of thrown out the door and then they never touched pvp and then they focused all on pve and it separated the community and i think we're getting to a good spot where we're going away from the casual players and we're going to the people who have stuck with us and have dedicated their time to us are going to enjoy where this goes but yeah. i hope that with all the complaints I've heard about new light and the people who are coming in brand new and are trying to do these things. I hope that they're not getting turned off because they, they aren't hopping right into shadow keep. I would urge people to just hop right into yeah, shadow keep personally. Yeah. There's, there's enough there's contextual no. stuff that you can kind of fill in the blanks. I totally agree with you. Um, Emily in the chat, she asked um, what character I play as I main a hunter. And I think, what what is your actual main class, Andrew? I mean, my hunter as well. Hunter, uh, but I've really come around to um, the Titan. I really like the Titan too. Yeah, especially because I got uh, a Monte Carlo auto rifle to drop, and I think I was telling you this already. But the the melee for the Titans when you're sprinting, you do like a you do like a shoulder charge mm -hmm. attack that actually does massive amounts of damage to the enemies that are within like the immediate vicinity and being able to just constantly refill my melee with a titan and just like shoot 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 i have my melee shoot 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 have my melee use my melee use my melee like it's just yeah, that plays, that plays like off each other very well yeah and i and i'm finding that that's how a lot of the plays the, the a lot of the character builds are working these days mm -hmm. where you, like you mentioned earlier with the mods and being able to Cat make the background and Stop. play the way that you want to play where is he what to, oh, there he is. The shambles. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that's sham for you. Uh, yeah, totally lost my train of thought, but yeah, <laughs> that. <laughs> what, I, what I was saying. Yes, our mains. All right, well, I think that just about does it for us this week. Wow, we clocked in significantly shorter than normal. I think that was our most uh, pointed conversation to date. Yeah, I don't think there was much to really elaborate on here. I think it's a good expansion. If you've been playing it, you're definitely still... If you've been playing Destiny 2, you're probably playing Shadowkeep. If you have hopped off and you're looking to see, do I come back on? Is it hard? How do I get this gun? There's tons of great resources out there. There's ton, There's an amazing community. The subreddit's great. 
Um, guys like Datto are still making good guides of how to get exotic weapons and how mm-hmm. to do uh, different boss encounters for raids. Guys like Glad are still challenging themselves to do like three man Garden of Salvation raids the day after the raid comes out, which is bonkers that they did that stuff, but they did. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, there's there's so much cool stuff that's happening, and I think no matter how you want to play the game. Uh, whatever pace you want to play it I think there's a lot of stuff for you to do and I think everybody should give it a try if you've ever been a fan of Bungie or the old Halo games mm-hmm. I think you gotta give it another try yeah agreed agreed I think it's I think we're on the, the most flexible that this game has ever been yeah I think we're on the right track here I think we're back on to something that I like and I think it's definitely been uh, nibbling at your bits too because you seem to be really into it these yes. days for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I think that's a big fat recommended from the boys at GNAT. Do it. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that'll do it for us this week. Yeah. Short episode, but you know, Brian, I got Destiny to play, so we that's got right. stuff to do. Okay. Right. <laughs> uh, you can uh, reach out to us if you want to share all your thoughts about Destiny 2 and Shadowkeep. You can email us. You can email us at the GNA podcast at gmail.com. That's the golf november alpha podcast at gmail.com you can still catch some of our updates on facebook but we mainly stream live on twitch that's wednesdays at 9 p.m eastern standard time uh audio version goes live those audio versions you can find on itunes if you're out on itunes thanks for listening we really appreciate a rate and review if you could do that for us let us know what's working what's not working mm-hmm. hit us up yep. let us know we'd we love are, to hear from we you. are a, a week behind and I'll, I'll totally take a uh, fault for that i didn't realize that <laughs> i didn't post up this weekend um so no that's okay that's chances are there. if you're uh, if you're listening to this on itunes you probably just listen to the other episode back to back uh, yeah just let them all play you know yeah. just let them play back to back it's just going to be gaming goodness in your ears so who cares it's really a, like an added value for you so you're welcome yeah uh, yeah you're welcome i mean <laughs> at the end of the day um if you like this podcast or you came here from podcast affiliates from reggie's house you may have come here from the rust belt roosters pittsburgh penguins podcast that we support and love very much as well as our boys over at greedo shot first andrew and connor a podcast about star wars all things star wars and anything you freaking related to star wars <laughs> almost said the other f word there but didn't because kids cast i know yeah, fudge don't. fudge is a very harsh word man so fudge man <laughs> um <laughs> yeah give them a listen and uh I don't think there's anything else that we like to plug at the end of the show. No, I think that's all plugs. All Plug right. Plug that up. Thanks. Thanks for joining us, as always. Uh, Brandon, even if you're playing Destiny or you're not playing Destiny, what do we always tell everybody? Well, you tell them that even though we're just a couple of average Joes with no connection, we do share our opinions with you that at the end of the day, think about what you like and what you think is fun because the only opinion that matters at the end of the day is your own we'll see you next week